Yo, 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 what's going on? It's another episode of the Food Joint Podcast. I'm yeah. one of your hosts, P. It's your boy, Mills. What's going on, man? Man, tired, bro. A lot of running around today. Yeah. I, I, yeah. How about you? I've been running around all week. So, for for work, this week has been mad stupid. Because um, football starts to oh, get, yeah, their, yeah, yeah. get their snacks and stuff at night. So, they don't eat every day until 7.45. That's crazy. But that's all we got going on right now. So what they do during the day? Diner services. Oh, just a regular ooh. regular cafeteria. Hey, yo, listen. When but I... when we do the stuff for them, we don't got to come into work until 3, 4, maybe 5 o'clock because that's all we're doing. That's not like a waste of time. So we'll, we'll be there for like two, three hours. I get it. I would hate, like when I was in that space, I hated it. It would be like maybe 30 minutes until close. Mm -hmm. Football team. And they want everything. Yeah. That's crazy though. Like the way they have that structured, like the way that's set up. Like when you were in that space, they didn't have it where they ate separately. Like y'all just did stuff for them. Uh, Game day, yeah. Okay. But just as far as like a regular, like, nah, they would just come in. But they came in in order of importance. So like special teams would come in first, early. Okay. Defense. Okay. And offense always came in last. Okay. So at least they at least they spread it out. Like you ain't get hit all at once. Yeah, I'd see it. It was based on level of importance because the ones who needed to eat, they were coming in within that last hour. Special right. teams, kickers, they all came in like as soon as we open early. Right, because they ain't need them at practice. Yeah. I remember when I was in college, feels like eons ago, this was 2004, mm -hmm. almost 20 years ago. And um, we'd be in the cafeteria, and the way our cafeteria was structured, I remember like it was yesterday. They had remodeled it like right after I had uh, got there. And mm -hmm. you swipe in. swipe in, you walk right in. So it was a long, well, not one long table, but it was like tables up against the back wall if you walk mm -hmm. straight back, straight back. Yeah. And the football team occupied that entire wall from end to end. Well, I mean, and <clears throat> it was funny because that's where everybody knew that's where they sat. So at dinner time. Don't be the guy that want to be cute and sit over there where they sit because they, they will gladly move your shit <laughs> and you. That's petty. I mean, they could. Yeah, but they sat over there. Basketball team, we had our area where we sat. You know, all the teams had their areas where they sat. And then regular students, you just filled up the space. Right. I mean, that's how it always is, though. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. But, you know, it's... It's a job, so what you gonna do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what you got for the uh you what you got Tales? for the people this week for tails, yeah. I got a feel good one, man. All right. I figured, you know, it's nice outside, nice weather. I bring a, a feel good story to the pod. So I'm at this hotel. Um, shout out to my man Cal too. Um, this was I scheduled this was like August, but I scheduled my vacation like the last week of August because my little brother was getting married. Okay. Um, shout out to Brock. And so I was like, I'm not, don't call me. I'm unavailable this whole week. 
maybe the end of July, I got word we had a baby shower the same day as my brother's wedding. But so you I'm, had already scheduled off. Listen. Okay. So I'm like, give me all the details. I'll make sure everything ready to go before I go out. My man, he's like, I'm like, you sure you're going to be all right? He's like, man, I, like, I got it. The day I was going on vacation, he like, bro, I don't know. I'm like, you got it. Like, we, I got you going up until this point. Like, you, you good. Okay. My the day my brother's wedding, I get a call at seven a.m. Yo, such and such called out for the night. Looked at my phone. I was like, that's their problem. I ain't got nothing to do with that. Two hours later, they called me again. What you want us to do? I'm listening. We sitting here trying to get get my brother ready. So, um, my man, he texts me like, um, I'm nervous. Blah 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 blah. I just text him back. You got it. You good? Just everybody's VIP. So just you know, just do your regular thing. Fast forward. I come back off of vacation. He goes, Yo, everything went perfect. Why didn't you tell me that the baby shower was for young Chris? From the gun, from the young guns. I was like, because you would have been even more nervous had I told you who it was for. Right. So he was like, nah, I smoked it. He came, came in the kitchen, dabbed me up. We took pictures and everything. So I was like, yeah, bro, everybody's VIP. You never know who you serving. So there you go. That's what's keep, up. Keep that momentum going to, you know, for the rest of your career. So there you go. That's my tales for this week. When the last time you spoke to this person? Uh, Probably like a year ago. Okay. How's he doing? Uh, he off it. Uh-huh. He off it. He don't do the cook thing no more. Are you done with it? Yeah. yeah Post pandemic, yeah. and I'm finished. Yeah, yeah. Apes chilling. Okay. <laughs> it's I like, got nah, you, buddy. I got you. What you got? So, mine's takes me back to uh, my time at the hotel as well, mm-hmm. and it's also kind of feel good. So, AI was staying there. Mm-hmm. He was having his um, annual whatever it is that he has. And um, <clears throat> he he was having a huge party, but he was staying there. I think for like the week, so you know, day of the event, um, food and everything is going out. Banquet staff they're on point. Um, we're on point. Everything is perfect. Like, and I'm I have it in my mind that things are going too well. Like, it's like something is bound to happen. <laughs> I hate that. Yeah. And. Food-wise, for the event, nothing happened. Something happened staff-wise, but it wasn't anything like detrimental or anything like that. Okay. It was a, um, I want to say it was a experience as far as being around A-list type people for the first time. Right. So, you know how it goes at the hotel, you know. Um, banquet catering staff, waiters, bartenders, they're in the mix because they have to be. Yeah. Back of the house people. Mind our own business. Yeah, exactly. So everything was cool and I was still relatively new there. So I said, no, I ain't staying back here. Oh my so, God. <clears throat> nothing bad happened. Okay. It's just, I didn't, you know, again, like I said, I was new. I didn't understand why I couldn't be in the mix. I, di- I didn't understand it. 
So the way I did it was I, even though I had a chef jacket on, whatever the case may be, I played it off like I was supposed to be out there. And I grabbed a little, um, a little, you know, bussing John. I'm a walking, tray. tray. I'm walking around there. I'm picking up drinks and anything else, whatever the case may be. Taking it in the back. That way, if somebody saw me out there, they said, "Well, at least he's out there doing something." Right. Because there's nothing to do in the back. So nosy, that's all. I ended up meeting hella people that night. Right. Um. um Anybody a note? I met. I met Snoop. Okay. Larry Hughes. Mm-hmm. Clifton Powell. Clifton Powell. Pinky. 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 Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jadakiss. Damn, they had everybody. Um, of course, AI. It was his event. Mm-hmm. And there was a couple other people there um, that who, whose names escape me right now. But one of my, <laughs> one of my coworkers... And this is when I got out of there. That's when I skedaddled because I knew it was going to go left. One of my coworkers, he's in there. He's geeking. He's rapping Jadakiss head off. He's trying to rap for him and all this other jazz. And I got out of there. It was time to go anyway. So I clocked out. I went home. I came back the next day. Came to work to hear homeboy got fired. Being up in people's faces, probably. Yeah. See? All up in the mix. But the thing was, he didn't know how to play at all. Like, I played it. Like, bro, if you want to be somewhere you ain't supposed to be, at least play it in a way where as though you kind of look like you belong. You was just, oh, my God. Like, you my Jada, I got this 16. Listen, I'm fired. Yo, it was (laughs) crazy. And then one of of my coworkers recorded it on his phone and showed showed it to me the next day. Hysterical. <laughs> like Wait, record, record of him rapping? Yes, or rec- just, just record, being a, record being a of him like, acting a fool. See, like, listen, if embarrassing was a person and you looked up in the dictionary, his face would have been next to the word. And then, but, you know. Ruin it for everybody else. Well, ruin it for everybody else like him. Oh, for sure. You know, I learned very, very fast how to adapt. Yeah. So that's my that's my tales. But to this day, it's funny. If I can find those pictures, I'm gonna find the pictures, I'm gonna show you. I got you. That's a bet. So what you got for the topic for this week? So this week I was thinking about some of the things as as far as our job goes, if you're mm. especially if you're thinking about getting into the food service industry in any capacity. Just some of the, and I forgot the exact word I used when I told you, Mm -hmm. Um, but just some of the downsides, for lack of a better way of saying it, that people may be unaware of before they think about getting into this space. Okay. And the one thing that really stuck out to me when I was thinking about this topic mm-hmm. is depending on where you work and what I mean by that is whether you work at a hotel, a restaurant, chain restaurant, um, fine dining establishment, um, diner, because there's so many different areas. Yeah, yeah. But depending on where you work and what you do, the disparity between the pay rates 
is from bottom to top, not even just pay rates, just access to staffing, food, um, pay rate, of course, um, just a multitude of things. Like it's just so different. But the one thing I can say that's across the board that affects the whole entire thing, mm-hmm. and I'm only saying this because damn, they had a heat wave. Um, global warming is real, and it is for sure affecting the food and beverage industry. Oh, big time! Because everywhere, everywhere, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, like during, like you know, hot summer months, you, fresh fruit is 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 a big thing. Um, certain proteins, but you also got to remember, like if you think back to yesteryear years and millions and millions of years ago you ate for the season you shouldn't be having watermelon in january right so with global warming i'm noticing like produce it's growing and just being sent out at such a rapid rate it's not even being um not being able to mature right right so like something inconsistent three weeks ago order basil basil leaf was like this big Mm. Got it three days ago. It was this big. So they're trying to keep up with, you know, how many restaurants. Yeah, supply and demand. They really can't. And then product quality gets lower. So it's just a it's just a multitude a multitude of things. But I'm for sure like, you know, definitely the weather is playing an effect. For sure. No, absolutely. I had um ordered some um baby zucchinis. Mm Mm-hmm. And um, some patty pans. Yeah, yeah, I know. Not too long ago, and when they came in, they were two days away from having to be tossed out. <laughs> Luckily, uh, I had to use them the same day they came in. Okay, but the extra that I I held on to, they all went in the, all went in, in compost. Yeah, I mean you can't. I mean. Just from, I don't think it maybe worked at one place that had patty pans. It's not a common thing. No, it's like that's your that's your wheelhouse and that's what you serve. And like, yeah, no, it's just it's a filler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm saying because it makes your it makes your vegetable medley look amazing. Yeah, if you do it right, right. But you know, it was because in our line of work, people, I think people only see or they only allow themselves to see what social media shows them as far as as far as the glitz and the glamour and and the the people that made it through the pandemic and the the traveling chefs and you know the people that do all the home videos that have a million followers and they pop in and do all this other stuff and listen that's great they put the work in they were consistent they sure. did what they had to do to get to where they are. They bought, but but that's another people thing. that are getting into it is not always going to be like that. Your road could be totally different. You might not even be on their road, and then the people that want to get into the fine dining establishments and and so on and so forth, just like we alluded to a couple weeks ago, it's not even the same as it was before. Is not. It's not the same. 
but there's still people who are of the elk right that are still within it like that we always talk about this that old school chef and yell at you break plates like all that's gone but there's still pockets of people that still are that way still in the industry and yeah it's cool um seeing the shows uh kitchen nightmare all america's top chef all that stuff like all that stuff is all well and good but being in it right i recommend everybody stash anywhere just to see like how you can adapt to it because a stage is pretty much like a working interview. Like they'll either give you like a box of stuff and tell you to make something, or they just have you work with a staff that's already on hand. Okay. That's how you know if it's for you or not. Because I've done maybe about five stages, all of them different. Okay. And then as much as it is for the company to figure out if you could fit there, it's for yourself too to figure out if you want to do this or not. Right. Um, like fresh out of me interning, I did a stage at um, Five Star. Okay. And I was like, this ain't the place for me because I'm I'm a vet now. I know what I'm doing, but you're, we don't care about your creativity. We don't care about your ideas. Can you do the job that's asked of you? And if you can't or you can't follow directions, then we don't need you here. We a lot of the industry is built on consistency. Can you season this thing the same way every exact like exactly every single time? A lot of people can't, and then you got a lot of Indians that think they're chiefs, where that ain't flying either. Because at a certain point, you could taste something and know something's wrong, right? And it'd be like mm, that's not right. Even even now, my senses are so like tuned. I could smell if it's too much salt in something or not. Okay. So, you know, the glitz and glamour is cool, but it's it's hard work. Like, uh, my pop, a pop is a welder by trade. He's like, man, I wouldn't do what you do. And I'd be like, man, I wouldn't do what you do. Like, bro, you, it's just completely different. I, to, I told my pop this joke the other day. He was like, um... He asked me to help him do something, rewire something. I was like, listen, I play with fire. I don't play with electricity, yo. Like, that's something completely different. Hmm. So Now, yeah. listen, <clears throat> when you write, you write. And, you, you know, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, a lot of people in this space, just like you alluded to, they won't know what's right or wrong for them until they put themselves in a situation. Yeah, yeah for sure. You know, um, just like for me, you know, just stereotypical starting at the bottom mm -hmm. working your way up every different level that i reached it was a little trepidation in the beginning like i don't, I don't know if i want to do this because mm -hmm. i was i had just got so comfortable in my space that right. i said i want to master this and just do this for a while but then moving up and then going from washing to actually cooking and then you, you're doing this and you're doing that. And then you, all right, now I mastered this. Now you got me fooling with the money. And it's like, do you really want me to be doing this? All right. <laughs> Yo, listen, listen, I didn't, as far as the cooking, I didn't have any trepidation with that. Just for me, just because I'm like, I'm I'm on it. I'm already like doing my own independent research. Right. When it got to the money aspect and I started to realize like, the food and beverage industry is is bullshit. 
how well it's capitalism at the end oh, of yeah. the day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So at its finest. Yeah. But then once I started incorporating the mental aspect from the being actually in it to my regular life, oh, it's completely different. I started shopping. I treated wherever I worked like my supermarket. Like as long as we had like a micro store system I could charge, charging. I'm not paying like here in Philly, we got the sugar tax. I'm not paying six dollars for a gallon of juice. But what I will do is pay eighteen dollars for the case at work. And then just right. Yeah. That's what you're supposed to do. Right, once you once you figure it out. Oh yeah, listen. Because when I made it to the top at the spot and I was running the kitchen, yeah. the nursing home. Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, yeah. And I was running the kitchen and I'm doing all the ordering and this, that, and third and blah, 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 blah. <laughs> Bruh. Hands got sticky. Listen, let me tell you something. And it, you gotta be smart about it because it wasn't oh, yeah, all the time. Sure. But when it happened, pull around to the back, pull the car up <laughs> on the loading dock. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about it was so trifling towards mm. the end. I had a hand cart. Oh my God. That I was wheeling out onto the joint, mm. loading up, and then bouncing because. My numbers were always where they were supposed to be. And just how you had alluded to before that one time where you said, listen, there's X amount of money that's still in your budget oh, that yeah, you yeah, still yeah, have yeah. to spend. Mm -hmm. And you spent all of it up until like maybe like five cents. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what I had to do. So it was like, okay, you know what? Now it's to the point where I'm just bulking up. I'm ordering extra cases of emergency water. I'm ordering extra cases of this, extra cases of this. Nothing perishable because we're not going to use it right. fast enough. But anything shelf-stable, just bulking up, bulking up, bulking up, spend it, we're good. All right? Nobody knows what's in here, so let me just help myself. And then <laughs> we'll, we can tackle the rest. Yeah, like... Uh, I had a GM. He he was the executive chef, and he got promoted, so I took his spot. So it was like every once in a while he'd catch me, but it, it would be like it just be like, "Oh, come on, chef!" I'm like, "Listen, like I'm paying for it. I'm just paying at the prices we pay." But he's like, "Yeah, but you you keep doing this," and he's like, "It's sending the wrong message to your staff." I'm like, "I be funding their stuff too. They got to do the same exact thing I do, right?" Like, and then, but he caught on after a while because I was like really, really slick. Like, all right, if we got a party that got salmon, just buy them whole, break them down. The little pieces we can't use because if it's salmon, we only use in the center cuts. Right. I'm taking the tails or we just use them as a special or whatever. But it's like, it's, it's trash anyway, quote unquote. Right. So, like, the kitchen where I'm at now, I just hate they be like anything I should throw it away. Really? Yeah. Mm-hmm. For what though? What's the reasoning behind it? I don't know. And I ask that because at the hotel, anything extra that we had that we didn't use or couldn't use, their model was the same. And they wanted us to throw everything away because in yesteryear, 
they actually would give food away, especially like to the homeless, to oh, yeah, yeah, shelters yeah. and stuff like that. That I understand. And they got sued. That makes perfect sense. I'm just talking about the staff. No, they would let us take whatever. Oh, yeah, 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 no, no. Yeah. It was open season for the staff. Outside of the staff, if we weren't eating it, it went in the trash. Yeah, yeah. like I had um, I had dough. I had a pound left. I'm like, of course, the chef was like, throw it away. I'm like, I'm using this for my lunch. He like, just throw it away. Just make something, make something, whatever you want. And I was like, that don't make no sense. But I'm not the chef here, so yes, chef, her chef. Wait, he said. Either make something or throw it away? Uh, make something else. That y'all could use yeah. for work. Right. Not something for yourself. Make something for work, and if you can't make something for work, then throw it away. Well, yeah, pretty much. Stupid. I, 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 listen, I'm not the chef. Right. I would be like, I don't care. I don't want to see it. But then you also, I think with that too, it kind of gets a little dicey and it, just to touch on like the pay rate thing because starting now you don't make much no i can not. assure you how much did i make when we worked at the spot together i made more there than my first cooking job get the fuck out of here are you serious i'm dead serious i'm dead serious yo i think i was making <laughs> at 15 16 i was making 11 50 something okay right? my first cooking job i was making Ten seventy five. Really? When I first got hired at the spot, I, I'll never forget this. When I first got hired there, I was making eleven dollars and thirty two cents an hour. Mm. And at that time, in my mind, He's I was balling. a millionaire <laughs> because balling. that was the most money that I had ever made in my life at once. For sure. I said eleven dollars and thirty two cents, and I was. This was two thousand and five. I was 20 years old. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yo, like, later for this school shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to get paid. <laughs> yo, I said, I, I said, it's up. Yo, listen. Oh, I feel you, though. Because, cause like, once I got, I, I'll tell this, this number exactly. I was, I got promoted to Sue. They gave me the paper with all the information, like what's expected of me, how many hours or whatever. I was like, cool. My salary was $32,000 a year. And I was like, ooh. All right. I'm balling. Right. Until you think about the more you work, the less you make. Yeah. The only good thing about it for five to six months before they caught on, I was getting hourly. Mm. So they were paying me whatever the hourly rate for thirty-two grand a year. They were paying me that instead of just paying me a flat flat fee. So I was clocking overtime, bro. I think in one month, one month I was on a mission. This was had to have been just after Christmas because I bought the Xbox Xbox One and PS Four. No, this is years the Xbox ago. One. Okay, yeah, yeah, this, yeah, was yeah this, is this was years ago. This was years ago. So, I'm sorry, 360 and a PS3 I bought okay. in one check and still had oh. bill money left over. Because I was like, yeah, I got to go get this right now. I was grinding. I got you. But looking back now, so granted, yeah, in the beginning as far as pay rate and what's inconsistent, if you work in mom and pop, you're not making much. If you work in hotels, it's a little better. 
restaurants. It could be for free or depending on your level. Right, right. Um, it varies. So I've worked in restaurants where the most, the highest paid was making $28 an hour because it was a specialty position. But then you had prep who's making 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. So it ranges. And then as far as once you get to management and salaried, that's when it get crazy. Because the most I saw a chef make, one's 80. 80 grand? No, 180 grand a year. Damn. Mm-hmm. That's the most. And I gave you the lowest, what I made was 32. 180 grand a yeah. year? New York City. Oh, yeah. So it depends on where you at, what's your position, your experience level, like all that comes into play. And I think I'm glad we do this because I didn't have anybody when I started, I ain't had nobody tell me like, oh, ask for more. Yeah. Like I didn't have that until they offered me the money. I signed it. And then the chef, the German chef, he was like, you should ask for more. But he got hired probably like a couple weeks later. So I was like, what do you mean? He was like, I'd have gave you 50. So I was like, what? He's like, yeah. He's like, they're playing you because you want it so bad. So I was like, so then he broke it down to me. He was like, I, he didn't tell me how much he'd make, but he was like, people in my position with less, less experience make this. And it goes up and goes up and goes up. So it's, it's money, it's money to be made. And then with, with TV and Instagram and all that, it's a, it's a waterfall of money. You just got to go get it and figure out what you're worth. No, that's absolutely. <laughs> and I think people, and that's the biggest thing, because people in this industry, especially when you're just starting out, mm-hmm. they're not going to know what they're worth until Hell like no. years after they've been in it. Because you're so excited to be in it. In the beginning, you you take, you're, you're cool with taking scraps. For because sure. Because it's like, all right, well, I'm here. But then it's like, wait a minute. Like, you know, uh, I was talking to a chef um, about four or five days ago and he makes a nice amount of money and he didn't tell me his exact um take home what what he Mm -hmm. makes but he alluded to it he said listen i'm not going to tell you exactly what i bring home but he brings home more he said i bring home more than 120 but less than 140 Mm -hmm. and i said okay but you're still in a miraculous position yeah that's a and he said i am but to the average person if i was to describe everything that my job entails for me to get what i get the average person would turn it, this job down they'd be like, it ain't even worth it and i'm like well what you mean i said elaborate a little bit and he said everything that he does is elevated there's no regular food for sure everything's elevated Mm -hmm. he said i really don't have a staff it's a lot of temps because that's how they save money so i'm lucky if i get the same temps for each event so if i don't get the same temps i just have to learn very fast what each person can and cannot do oh yeah you get so then um Figuring it out on the fly, I'm busting my ass from the time I come in until the time I leave. I work so much 
that I don't get to spend any of the money that I make with the exception of bills. He said, two years ago, I got divorced because my wife said I love my career more than I love her. Oh, yeah. Now I'm on child support. So, so, you know, thank God I have this inflated salary because I can afford to still live and take care of my family that I really never see now. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, you just made that shit just sound depressing. Oh, no, it, it is, bro. This this industry is really depressing. And I hate that they glorify it instead of telling the truth. That's why I love the bear. Burnt, the movie Chef with... um. John Leguizamo and John Favreau. Okay, okay. We gotta talk. We gotta talk about that one too. They be they tell the truth. Like the story, the truth is way more compelling than the fantasy. Right. And I feel him because, like, if you think about it, when I was in New York, I lived around the corner from Times Square. Right. And then New York never sleeps, so it's all it's it was always something to do. I was getting, I was, my salary was my Philly salary, but I was getting, um, what is it called? Incentives? Not incentives. Uh, per diem. Okay. But my per diem was New York per diem. Ooh. So it's just like, hey, this for food, this for anything, like laundry, whatever. But I'm like, I'm going shopping. Right. And like, I remember two o'clock in the morning, I went to, I went to go get a jacket because I didn't really, I didn't anticipate being there so long. So I'm walking around with a flight jacket. <laughs> like, yo, it's like 20 degrees. Oh, like yeah, two yeah. o'clock in the morning. As soon as I get off work, go get me a jacket. Because everything was open. So, yeah, it depends on, depends, the money situation always depends on where you work, which city you, you live in, and that plays a part. Um, me personally... If you in it, if you're in it for the money, if you're solely in it for the money, go find a Michelin star restaurant, high end premium steakhouse. Get your money. You're gonna be miserable, and you're gonna earn every red cent. But if you in it for the money, that's where you go. So, quick question. Let's mm-hmm. just say, let's just say I wasn't in it, and I asked you. Okay, you say Michelin star restaurant. No, I would add, well, I would say, what is your goal? What do you want? That's the first question. What do you want? What do you want? Now, what if I was to say, I don't know what I want to do. I know I just want to work around food. I want to be around food. I want to learn. Um, but I need to make as much money as possible. Who makes more money? The this is going to cooks. Sound, this is going to sound insane. Or the servers. Or the bartenders. Servers make way more. That's that servers way make way more. <laughs> so way more. It's not even close. I had and, I had I could I and do servers make make way more solely because of tips? Yes, it's not close. You gotta be able to handle dealing with people and their attitudes, good or bad, and you have to maintain the composure. I know a server, and that's my man, I could say this. He cleared 180. In a year? Cleared. In a year? Cleared it. 180? Cleared it. No, he 180 is the number. The, the, the 180 that I said the chef made. Yeah. The chef was in, in, in New York. Yeah. He cleared it here. 
Oh, wow. So if you really, really want money, uh, maybe we should start the front of the house podcast so we can explain that side too. But we can dedicate it. We can dedicate that episode, episode to the front of the house. Put a pen in that. But yeah, clear one of you. That's crazy. He said, "I was I was doing all right for myself, but I've always you know I'm always fashion dude whatever. But I connections, so I had something, and he noticed it. And he said, I got one too. And I said, What you mean? And he had one on his wrist and one in his pocket. He said, I just got this today, the one in his pocket. I was like, what? <laughs> he was like, yeah, this is my little gift for this year. I said, for this year, he said, when I, and his thing, if I clear this number, I go buy a watch. That's a nice goal set for yourself. It's not a, it, it was a goal for him until it's regular. It was regular. So like, and, and then with that too, you don't got to be a chef. You don't got to deal with this stuff. And yeah, you're going to earn the money from tips and like, you know, but you can make a livable life. It's a, it's hard work. I don't want to let that go like unnoticed. It's hard work. So let me but ask you, you this. A good living. Also for somebody thinking about getting into this industry, everything we're talking about right now, back of the house, front of the house, mm-hmm. so on and so forth. Is this industry conducive to people that are in relationships and have families. It can be. It can be. It depends on what, it depends on where you're working at. And what your goal is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the most money I made in my career, I was working at a hotel. Okay. I got bonused every month. And I also, that was the least amount of work I did and was in the building. You just got to find your sweet spot and what you're willing to tolerate. That fell, that place fell in my lap. Got you. And I was, I was like, wait, what? I was like texting random people like, yo, just if you got something planned, do it here. I'm not going to say what the numbers were, but I bought any, anything sold that was edible I made money on. Got you. I don't care if it was a bag of cookies in the convenience store. Making money. Right. So, like when we talked about when I was going to Japan, oh, I had a bag I was taking there. Because that's when you was working there. Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. I remember. So, yeah. I mean, it depends on what you want to do. Like, you know, if you want to hit our email at the Food Joint Podcast, if you got any questions, like, we'll you know, we'll answer them for you. Right. Or the first question will be, what do you want? What do you want? Because that's, that's what it boils down to. Because if you just was like, man, I just, you know, I I sort of kind of want to work with food a little bit, blah, blah, blah. I'd be like, and this is not an insult, but go work at McDonald's. They starting rate is $15. So, I mean, or you can go the hard route and make $10, but your longevity is something different. See, as, as the longevity is way different. I just think people don't have the patience. I don't. I think people they people see all this stuff on social media and they want the overnight shit. Instant, instant that doesn't that doesn't really exist. It de- it depends on what's instant gratification to you cuz 
when I first started, they say you won't be exec for 10 years. I didn't four. To me, that was instant. Yeah. Yeah, you should, yeah, should you. If you shaved off six years. Yeah. And I was, I mean, I was, I wasn't even mature enough for it. But my work ethic was second to none. Right. So it just, it was a, it was a balance. Got you. So that's good talk, man. You want to get into uh, motivation? Yeah, you can go first, though. Um, it's kind of twofold. Okay. Count your blessings and then count the ones you don't know. Hmm. The things you got, the ability to wake up in the morning, give thanks, roof over your head, whatever you have, whatever you're thankful for, like count those blessings. Count the ones that you don't see. Like you got an opportunity coming over the hill that you may not know is coming, but just be thankful for it. Right. I know my journey is over here. However it takes me for me to get there, count those blessings too. Right. So that's what I got, man. Okay. That was dope. Yeah, you know. So for my motivational, I would say don't be so consumed with winning that you end up losing. That's a bar. Yeah, don't be so consumed with winning that you end up losing. You talking to me right now, boy. <laughs> oh, man, that's crazy. <laughs> no, because, you know, everybody wants to win. For sure. I don't know a single person that says, ah, I'm cool with taking a loss. Everybody wants to win. But in trying to get to the finish line, you could end up self-sabotaging yourself along the way and then still end up losing. So... Sometimes it's all right to slow down, take certain things with a grain of salt, trust and believe you'll get there. Just don't go the janky route in trying to get there. Mm -hmm. Because then when you get what you got coming, nobody wants to see the long face or hear the woe Mm -hmm. is me. So, Mm -hmm. you know, listen, take your time. You're going to win. For sure. Um, we should have said this sooner, but we on YouTube at the Food Joint Podcast. Like, share, subscribe, please, please, please. It helps out a lot. Patreon still up at um, the Food Joint Podcast. Every we drop every Saturday. Every, sa- every, every Saturday. Every Saturday, nine o'clock in the morning. So while you're getting your weekend clean and done, just pop it in, man. Yep. And listen, you don't even have to you don't even have to watch if you're getting your clean on, because don't forget. Where it all started, we still on all the platforms. Mm-hmm. Your Audible, your Apple Music, your Spotify. Everywhere. So you, you, if you ain't watching, you can listen. So it's no excuse. So there you go. All right. Once again, I'm your boy Mills. I'm your man P. Ah, holla. Love, peace, and chicken grease.